0: What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning back in for another episode of the Friends Mic'ed Up podcast. Today, we thought it would be fun to just kind of take an opportunity for you guys to get to know us a little better and to talk about who we are, what we do, and how we became friends. So we hope y'all enjoy.
1: So it's basically December, which means it's the best time of the year, which is final season for if you're like a college student or something like that. And I love this time of year. Do you know why? Why? Because I graduated and (laughs) I don't have to take another final for as long as I live if I don't want to. Allison, not so lucky. You have
2: been studying and getting ready for finals. How are you feeling? Stressed. I have my last finals ever this coming Monday. Woo! I could not be more ready to never have to take a test again. And granted, my final isn't my last test ever. I have my certification test at the end of the month, but that one's honestly not as daunting as my last
1: final ever.
2: What are you getting certified for? Speech and language pathology.
1: What does that do? It's not like I don't work with you every day. No. For the people.
2: Yeah. We can work in a bunch of different settings. You can work in a hospital with patients who have had strokes or impairments in their swallowing. Or you can work in schools with kids with developmental delays or intellectual disabilities. It's basically when you hear people who can't say their R's. That's what I do all day. You don't say your R's. I say <laughs> my gonna... R's. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: I'm causing the problem. <laughs> but we've mentioned it a few times that me and Allison have gotten to work together. I work at a middle school. I'm a geography history teacher. And she's been interning at my school. And it's been so much fun having her in the building. She wasn't there today. I cried all day long. Me too.
2: Aww. <laughs> Not because I wasn't there. <laughs> oh. Just kidding. I slept all day. But being in schools, have you enjoyed that? Is something that you think that you want to continue doing? I think so. Honestly, when I first started, I had no interest, like, pursuing a school as, like, my forever career. But right now, I could see myself working there. After the holiday season, when the next semester starts, I will go to a different placement, so I'll no longer be at the middle school. <laughs> and I believe I'm starting off at a hospital. And then I think I'll finish the semester at a pediatric outpatient clinic, so just working with kids who pay for private therapy. But... As of now, I could see myself working in a school, and honestly, unless something changes like within the hospital realm, and I really like that, I think that'll be my what I want to do
1: so you see especially this time of year have been really busy because I know you are balancing like having a life and having a boyfriend and having your family and going to school and having an internship and serving in your church like how has have you been juggling all of that
2: very carefully i <laughs> <laughs> this past week. Honestly, the past few weeks, everything's just been very overwhelming due to like some things going on, like my family, but I feel like the days that I have my priorities like aligned, they're a lot easier to manage. Those days are a lot easier to manage versus like the days that like I don't have my focus on the Lord or things that like I should be focusing on. Like, should I be spending more time preparing for my finals or my certification tests? Yes. Yes. But do I know all the time? No. Like, I've been caught up in reading or TikTok or in social media, and it's just been really hard for me. So I don't know if I'm a good representation of how you should do it right now. But that is the truth. <laughs> I feel like that's honest and genuine. <laughs> yeah. Michaela, what do you do?
0: Yeah, so for anybody that doesn't know, I work at a church. I just graduated from college in May, praise Jesus. So what? I'm also enjoying this time of year for the first time in a long time I envy y'all your turn is coming buddy (laughs) your turn is coming um but I graduated with a degree in worship and music and so that is my job now I'm the worship associate at a local church here and it's just been so good I interned there last year at the same church and then now I work there full-time and it's exactly what I wanted to do so it worked out very well and having a good time and this is probably the least stressed i've been in how many years do you go to school for 12 13 13, 17 years of school this is my 18th year amen for that
2: how did you know you wanted to work in a church
0: um step one getting saved um i think that you gotta follow god's plan from the beginning and so that is god's plan for everyone who is willing is to a get saved and then I think that once you follow step one he'll show you the next step and I was just I was really confused on what I wanted to do for the rest of my life for a long long time I was really stressed as a high school student trying to figure that out because 17 18 year olds should not be tasked with making lifelong decisions Mm -hmm. that's just that might not be a hot take but maybe it is um but I think that once I got saved, I kind of just felt the Lord saying, like, you're not going to be happy doing anything else, like, I, not to toot my own horn, but, like, I'm good at other things, and I enjoy doing other things, but I think, like, like, for a lifelong job, like, I don't see myself being happy doing many other things, or being fulfilled, I guess I could Mm -hmm. probably be happy doing other things, but, and so I just felt God calling me to go into ministry, and I looked at my life, and The gifts that he'd given me and how I could best use those for his glory and this is where I ended up and maybe I'll end up somewhere else later down the road but I feel like I'm exactly where God has asked me to be right now.
1: I think that is so cool especially because there were a couple years that we were in the youth group at the same time together and we got to be on the praise team together and even when you were pre-saved and then getting to see your heart change once God like really got a hold of you, to see your worship change and to see you develop just as a, as a saved person, as a singer, as just as a person has been really, really cool. Something that I have always wondered, and I don't know why I haven't asked, but how do you not get tired of it? And I don't mean of like the job, but how do you balance the, it's my job to get up here and sing, but you are also like, you're there to worship. You're not just there just to lead a congregation, and knowing you, I know that's not what you just do. Like, you were there praising every single time, but how have you been able to do that? Well, I mean, do you get tired teaching? Yes. Oh. <laughs> that example, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you still okay. do it. I do. It, the job is tiring, but the... But like, you don't ever, like, dislike it. Right. at it... <laughs> Teaching is like running a marathon, and I'm at mile 13, and I'm gassed, but I'm going to finish because I'm on a runner's <laughs> high, baby, but my legs are cramping. <laughs> That's what teaching is, but I don't know. I guess I just see our job so differently. And- but, I mean, if you're doing
0: what God's called you to do, like, he's going to give you the endurance, and he's going to give you the desires of your heart, and I don't think that he's going to call you to be miserable. And I don't know. I, I don't think many people get tired of praising the Lord. And that's my job, so <laughs> I think it's a pretty easy job. That's good, I guess.
2: It's a short and sweet answer. It's yeah. not as like complex as we might make it out to be. Cause I know, like, so many
1: times during worship, not so often anymore nowadays. But, like, I would hear a song and I'm like, oh, I could go to the bathroom right now. It would be fine. <laughs> like, leave the room. And yeah. Go to the <laughs> like there was one time that I left and went like, and got an orange juice and then came back before the sermon, because <laughs> I, I knew the set list. <laughs> So yeah, my heart won't be in it anyways. I'll get in my car and sing there. So I think maybe that's
2: just shame on me. That's why we weren't called to be worship leaders. (laughs) Getting
0: to help pick the songs does make a little bit of a difference. Although we don't always do songs that I like, you know. At least I can steer us away from bad ones.
1: (laughs) I do think that also does show like spiritual maturity. I no longer skip worship, even if it's like going to be a bad setlist day or anything. Props and thank you, <laughs> thank you, pat on my back. <laughs> but it just shows like I have a desire to worship Him, and you have a desire to worship Him, and Allison, you have a desire to worship Him, and I think that has, as we've gotten older, it's obviously changed and benefited our worship and given God more glory. Okay, so to you, what made you want to be a teacher? a lot of things honestly I remember being in the second grade like you didn't know you wanted to be a worship pastor until you were late in high school It was second grade and um it was one of my friends and she couldn't do the math like could not do the math and the teacher couldn't help her and the teacher was just like how you help her like you sit by or you're friends with her like maybe you can say it in second grade language, which is like ah I love this. (laughs) (laughs) And getting to help her like that was cool. And I found a lot of fulfillment in being able to help my friend. And so for a long time, it was just that I wanted to help people and I wanted to um, help make school not be miserable. And then I got older and I had an older brother, have, he's alive. (laughs) He's still my brother. I have an older brother who had a really, really, really terrible time in middle school, like so much so that like, he had to be pulled from public schools and be homeschooled because it was just such a bad experience. And I knew that I did not want school to be miserable for other people, that I wanted to be an adult in in a building to be there for students that were like my brother. And then I went through high school, and I had a teacher that was a load of crap. And he was terrible, and he told me that I was stupid, and that I was an idiot, and all I was capable of doing was repeating what my parents told me. And so then I was like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher and take that guy's job. and then so all of it I like I wanted to be a teacher like I knew somewhere in education I was called to do that but I thought so many times during college like drop out like drop out in the state of Oklahoma I don't need a degree who doesn't think that though during college but truly I for I could be a teacher still be dirt poor my whole life and not have a degree Mm -hmm. that I could just fund myself around through college, get a, I did college type of degree and be fine in the state of Oklahoma. I could do that. And after I went on my mission trip, like God got a hold of me and he's like, Kylie, you're called to more than that. Like your mission field is everywhere. And I can be a teacher in any country in the whole world. China does not like Christian missionaries, but China loves English teachers and all these countries all around the whole world loves English teachers. And so if All my degree does for me is grant me access anywhere in the world. That's enough. And then I realized, like, oh my gosh, I don't have to go all around the world to be a teacher. I can do that in literally my hometown where I grew up in, where I went to school at. And my heart truly now is to just love these kids the way Jesus loves me. And if I am the only representative that they're ever gonna see of Jesus. I want to do a really good job at that. Like every single kid that walks in my classroom, I have a desire to see in heaven. And so that's now why, like that's what pushes me to be a teacher. It's not, I do love history. Oh my gosh, do I love to gossip about the past? But mostly <laughs> I love loving those kids and I love getting to talk about Jesus and share Jesus with them.
2: So within like the public school system, we know that, they want to take God out of school as much as possible, and some teachers can even get fired for just mentioning, like, their religious beliefs. How do you not cross that line of what will get you in trouble while still fulfilling, like, your purpose and knowing what God has called you to do?
1: Um, so most days, I just make sure that the door is always open. meaning mean, like, I'm not gonna come in and be like, let's crack open the Bible today, boys and girls, but, like, they will be talking about something, and they'll say something that is, like, a misunderstanding or wrong about Christianity or about another religion. And within my scope of expertise, like, it's in our curriculum to talk about what is true about certain religions. I just Mm. so happen to know a whole lot about Christianity or if a kid asks you a personal question like i'm allowed to answer a personal question whether that's a personal question about like if i've got a boyfriend or who are my friends or what did you do (laughs) this week or like did you go to church like i am allowed to answer those questions as long as i'm not pushing it on them and this is a hot take but i am a christian that has tattoos on my arms but (laughs) not
2: me (laughs) yes she does not me
0: Okay. okay. Lame. <laughs> Those are
2: only on my legs. Yeah, it'd be cool if
0: you
1: did. But uh, all of all the tattoos on my arms that are visible, like have something to do with Jesus. And so kids will ask me like, "Oh my gosh, whisper like, what's that light bulb for?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much for asking me. Let me tell you about my favorite verse and how like God is the light and the the lightness that He's like shown me into my life and that has don't get a tattoo for ministry. I don't know <laughs> if that's right, but it has been a really cool ministry tool. In public education because Mm -hmm. I can talk about my personal stories all day long Mm -hmm. I also have resigned myself from the beginning I'll lose my job over it yeah I'm fine with it like if God calls me to do it God will find me another job yeah Mm -hmm. and maybe that's irresponsible of me to say but I think that I trust the Holy Spirit enough that he will tell me to shut my mouth if I've overstepped or he will protect me if I do
2: yeah that's good
1: but I also work in a district that is very forgiving. I don't work in a district that is checking in on me every single day, mm-hmm. and making sure that I have put the the filter on. Yeah. But also, like, just as Christians, me, you, all of us in all of our jobs, we don't have to walk around quoting stripper, scripture or singing, like, Christian music. Like, just showing radical love shows Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so even if even if I never say the name of Jesus for the rest of my career my love should be enough because God's love is enough to call us to him and the way I love them should be right
0: and so you said that there was a goal that you had this year
1: yeah yeah so 20 September of 2022 God like really started laying it on my heart to um be more bold I guess in evangelism and that I needed to give 10 percent And not just like 10% of my money and 10% of my time, but he wanted 10% of my kids. And that is like kids that I see at church, kids that I've had as past students, kids that are currently in my classroom, my kids that are at church, my nieces and nephews, 10%. And I have about 200-ish kids that I could reach just personally. And I wanted to see 20 kids' lives change, whether that be a profession of faith, them um, going into ministry, them like repenting of something like I just wanted to see 20 lives changed and it could be a product of a conversation we've had or just simply being around them I wanted to see 20 kids truly I could cry about it but as of like the end of this September 2023 like over 25 kids have made some sort of like life-changing decision whether that be surrendering to missions going on mission trips coming to know Christ for the very first time following in faith and baptism like Twenty five kids, from the between the ages of like twelve and eighteen, and that's insane. Mm-hmm. That God is still very much at work, and not that we, not that I ever doubted that He was at work, but to actually get to see, and to like know them personally, that like oh my gosh like, that God's doing things, cause it ain't me. I'm bad. I mess up every day. I'm a terrible teacher a lot of times, so I know it's not me. Every any good thing about me has to come from the Lord because. I am bad. (laughs)
0: She bad.
2: She bad. I mean, I am, but also bad in the other ways too. I think that's very mature to admit that, like, all good things come from the Lord. It's not anything that you do. He can work through you in other people's lives, but at the bottom of it, like, it's all from Him, not from us. Yeah. Um, In the last month, we've been going through
1: a study about knowing false teachers, and one of the things that in the book of Peter, it's either Peter or Peter Jr., I can't remember. Peter Jr. That's how our youth pastor says it.
2: <laughs> Is that first Peter and second Peter? Yes. Okay.
1: Peter and Peter Jr. <laughs> oh, my god. And I'll stick with that. I am submitting under the authority of our church leaders. Okay, valid? For the first time ever. <laughs> Anyways, and I was talking about, like, You can be confident in your faith by your works. Mm -hmm. Not because you are saved by your works, but I know God has to be real because I'm terrible. Like, I got a bad mouth and a bad attitude and a lot of bad thoughts, a lot of bad times. So anything good that has to come from me does not come from Kylie. It comes from God because there's nothing good about me. Mm -hmm. But a lot of good things have, have come from me, and it's not because it was by my own doing. It was by God. And so, like, I know I know God is real just simply by any sort of goodness that's ever come from me, and I'm very confident in that.
0: Yeah, so other than talking about ourselves individually, we also thought it'd be kind of fun for us to tell you guys about how we became friends in the first place. I think by now we've established that we all went to the same church together for quite a bit of time, Um, but it's a little bit more than that, so... Going all the way back to, what, 2010 20... or 11? Yes. Me and Austin actually became friends in fourth grade. Yes. Third grade. Third grade. Clearly, I remember it so well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just know I started going to our church in third grade.
0: Yes. On and we've really been friends pretty much the whole time between then and now. hmm Few few bumps in the road, but... but
2: I mean, every friendship has that. We recovered.
0: We recovered. And then Kylie started coming to church
1: what year? I was in the seventh grade when I started coming, but I was just like a a camp girly. And probably like my eighth and ninth grade year, my parents would bring me. But it was a 30-minute drive, and so they didn't want to just sit in the parking lot for an hour. So I wasn't like super regular, But definitely once I could start driving, like, I was a pretty faithful member. So I'd been around from the 7th grade to sophomore year, but I was, like, really around after sophomore year.
0: And then we kind of became your friends sometime around our sophomore, Mm -hmm. junior year-ish.
2: Maybe a little bit before that. Yeah. Before
0: we could drive. Yeah.
2: I remember being in, like, 7th grade. grade. (laughs) (laughs) And Kylie drove me around
0: or... Yeah, that's really how we became friends with Kylie is because she gave us rides. Yeah, <laughs>
1: We also have, like, a really good mutual friend mm-hmm. who, like, she doesn't go to our church anymore, but, like, she definitely was the thing that brought us together, that like, you guys were friends with her, and then I became friends with her, and we're, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you have excellent taste in friends. I'm going to take them. I'm going to keep them. <laughs> Just adopted. <laughs> yes. Uh, the car memories, yeah. the, the sing-alongs, the shenanigans, the ride-arounds to the lake, mm-hmm. the going across the weird bridge on... Jamie draper jake it was just <laughs> it was just crazy and so
2: we just kept it going what has been y'all's favorite memory of us being friends i know of one big one that we all shared together are you talking about the mission trip yeah we went over oh, the country together I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh um, is this a test <laughs> no. no that's a good one yeah we had the Blessing to go to Panama together, it was us three and three more of our closest friends. One being my husband. Yeah, and one being our youth pastor. I
0: think that that could be my favorite memory of us, too. I was just thinking the other day, it came across one of my memories, like, of my pictures. And it was a picture of us that day that we played soccer in the rain with the kids mm-hmm. there. And I honestly think that that could be my favorite day of my whole
2: entire life. Yeah. That was a pretty fun one. I remember running as fast as I could and just, like, sliding in the muddy, like... Down the hill. Yeah, down the hill. And I hate the rain. Like, I hate the feeling of being wet. It was so cold, too. It was cold. (laughs) I hate the feeling of being wet. It was muddy. Like, that was not me. Speaking
1: of the hill, I remember us, like, sliding down, but I'm not the most coordinated, so my slide turned into me going sideways and just, like, log rolling <laughs> on the hill. And I'm just, like, in my head praying, like, God, please don't let me lose my pants. Like, like please. Like, please let me keep my pants on. And you did. And I did. Yes. I was blessed and y'all were blessed by that.
2: <laughs> that same hill, I think it's probably the same, like, picture or video where we were doing. I got the... F- Badest toe cramp. <laughs> I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but I was kind of scared for it to be on the record. No. My toe, like, was stuck in a position unlike any other. Like, it was cramping so bad. And I remember the pictures, like, I look like I'm smiling, but, like, I'm, like, yelling at our other friend, my toe hurts so bad. So, yeah, it was a really good day if you guys couldn't tell.
1: <laughs> that was so fun. And that trip was obviously a whole lot more than just playing in the rain Mm -hmm. and us bonding together. Like there is nothing stronger to tie a friendship together than your love of Jesus Mm -hmm. because none of us are going to wake up tomorrow and be like, eh, nah, I'm not a Jesus lover anymore. (laughs) Like that's something that like forever ties us together. And we, I think that trip really built the same sense of urgency in all of us to like proclaim God's glory and to Mm -hmm. see God's glory in our homes and our towns and really everywhere. And so there was a whole lot of Jesus happening on that trip, just from seeing the worship and hearing our youth pastor preach and Allison teaching in front of a group of people for the first time. Woo, woo! Killed it. Yeah, it was just it was cool to see, obviously God work there in Panama, but to see how God has that trip was in two thousand eighteen. You guys, I don't know if y'all realized that that was
2: was long time ago, over five years. years, Yeah,
1: like we're coming up on six years and it still has been an impactful thing for us spiritually. Mm -hmm. I really locked this in.
2: Yeah it really kicked off like our large friendship Mm -hmm. like while me and Kylie had known each other me and Michaela had known each other and we had all known each other together in a small way like Kylie was only ever kind of like our youth leader because she was a few years older than us and so by the time that we really got to know her. She had graduated and started working with the youth group. But aside from that, like we came back and we all knew that we had those memories forever. And the friendship that was able to build while we were there just carried over as we got back to America. And it's only flourished since then. We've we've all three stayed friends, but also along the way, like we've dragged in our other friends into a core friend group that we may have been friends with them beforehand. But now we are all collectively a large friend group and. I really like that about us. Matt and Michaela got married.
0: Yeah, that really locks things in for a while.
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: He really fell in love with you on that trip. Mm-hmm. It, was yeah. so, it was so Yeah, and just did a lot for us.
0: <laughs> but other than our trip, we also kind of further solidified the friendship during COVID when we kind of really see a lot of people. We saw each other in... Mm-hmm committed to getting sick and staying healthy together Mm -hmm. and that was a good time too and those are probably some of my favorite other friendship yeah Memzies.
1: honestly covid kind of ruined me because i got so y'all were all in college i was out and so i was used to y'all being here and then covid ended and y'all all all went back to school and we're busy and we're gone i'm like
2: where are my friends (laughs) that is true i miss i don't miss covid I don't miss anything about it, I'm but I'm being sick. Yeah, I, I mean, I never got it. Thankfully, well, flex. I <laughs> got it like five times. But I do miss the sense of community that was felt like when you had to quarantine. Everything was shut down. You chose your group of people, and like I think we chose each other through game nights at different people's houses. So aside from going home to our families each night, like most of our days were spent with each other playing games, watching like scary movies, every day. yeah, and. It was such a blessing because we've carried that out since then. We may not see each other every day because we don't have the means to do that. Like, we all work. Some of us got school. Some of us have jobs. Some of us got both. Yeah. Some of us got nothing. Yeah. Some of us got (laughs) boyfriends. Some of us don't. Some of us got nothing.
1: Some
0: of us don't. Speaking of, my church is preaching on singleness this Sunday. (laughs) If you want
1: to come. Oh, I'm not the one that needs to be preached to about singleness. Mikes are hot.
2: <laughs> Jot. Mikes? You gotta think for Mike's? Who's Mike? <laughs>
1: His name is Jimmy,
2: actually. Big Daddy Mike. <laughs> Not Big Daddy Mike. <laughs> I knew you talked about him for a reason. <laughs> <clears throat> but no matter what like our job situation or school situation looks like that we still commit to each other and find time to hang out, celebrate birthdays, have a good game night or watch a good movie. And that's probably one of my favorite things in life. I don't like going out and doing a bunch of like crazy things. Like I do enjoy that, but it's not what I need to be like happy in life. I think I've been truly blessed with my friend group and our love for the Lord and how that's our common ground. And aside from that, like as long as we love the Lord, like I don't think our friendships will ever end because like that's what we're based on.
1: Word. And I do like how game nights are almost, like, sacred. Like, we can say, hey, do you want to go to dinner? And it's really easy for people to be like, no, like, not tonight. I can't. Some of us will go. Some of us won't. But if we plan down a hoot nanny and we, like, are saying, like, hey, we're going to get together and play games, people show up. Like, people mm-hmm. show up. And I just think that's really cool that that is... Other than, you know, Jesus. But that is something that, like, we can all come together and share. Speaking of, I got a new game for us to play. Ooh, <laughs> so.
2: I'm so excited. Yeah, don't say it because no, yeah, no ads. Yeah, no ads, but I'll tell you after. guys later. <laughs> <laughs> My new favorite thing about us is this podcast. And not to, like, boast us or... Not to flex. Yeah, not to flex or anything, but it truly has been very rewarding for the three of us. And also having people text us or, like, sending comments about, like, oh y'all's friendship is so apparent through these episodes like it doesn't sound unnatural or scripted in any means like just our genuine friendship like makes these episodes enjoyable to hear and I just love nice yes it's so nice like it just kind of affirms the reason like why we started doing it we knew we were such good friends and like we had good conversations why not turn on the mics and let everyone else hear and so that's truly been one of my favorite things to hear recently. I mean, you know,
1: what's my favorite thing. I talk about all the time that my love language is words of affirmation. So <clears throat> I agree. Like, I had almost no hopes for this podcast. Like, I thought that Matt would listen to it a hundred times <laughs> by himself, but that was kind of it. And to know that God is still working. Mm-hmm. And God is working in our jobs, and God is working in our marriages, and God is working in our friendship. And now, like, God gets to work in this podcast. And if anybody comes to know about Jesus through this, like...
2: Worth, it is worth it. Worth it. Even if it's just one person. One life change. Even if nobody listen
0: to it, I'm still having a
1: good
2: yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. This is so fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't quit listening. Keep listening. But if keep,
1: you do... Keep liking and subscribing. But <laughs> even if you don't, it's still worth it, you
2: guys. And we also never set an age range for, like, this to be geared towards. Like, we never said young adults or teenagers or older adults. Like, that's never something that we decided. Like, it was just something that whoever hears it, hears it. They're supposed to hear it. And I think it's just fun to know that we have... I mean, my niece is 12 years old, and she's listened to it all the way up to... We have this lady in our my church who calls herself the old lady, but she is not old. If you were listening to this, you didn't <laughs> know who you are. You are not old. And she's listening to it. So, like, from 12 years old to... I mean, she's a mom of probably a... An adult. I mean, yeah, she does have adult children. Yeah. But, so...
1: I mean, our youth pastor, mm-hmm. our old youth pastor listens and wow. everything. What's he cycle?
2: is old. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening. <laughs> <old. laughs> this will be the real test on if he listens yes. or not. <laughs> it's a knot, <laughs> but It's very fulfilling to know that it's blessing people.
1: Yeah, I haven't told y'all, but we have at least one listener in Poland. And we what? have at least one listener in Germany. Shout so, out. So whoever you are. That's so thinks, cool. ladies and gentlemen. So I think this has been so fun, so cute, so fun, and so fresh, so silly. Um, this might have just been a lot of jibber-jabbering on our parts, but we wanted you guys to hashtag know our hearts and to know our friendship and where we're coming from and honestly to encourage you that, honestly, being a Christian is kind of fun. Like, yeah. Like, it's not sunshine and rainbows, and the Bible promises that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. But it is a little sunshine and a little rainbow. Yeah, you guys are both sunshine and rainbow. Hello. There's one sunshine. I'm going to be out. I'll take and. You can be rainbows. <laughs> or I'll be rain, you be beau. Okay. 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 Wait, but who's Wait. and? We'll fix it next time. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... You can have a good time. You can do cool things, have cool friends, have cool experiences, and love God the whole way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and that you enjoyed getting to know us a little bit better. We love you guys and we hope to hear you or y'all, y'all hear us, I guess, in the next episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.